think uh, Pastor John and I might be out of a job after today. What a gift to hear directly from these students of how God is at work in their lives. And it is such a reminder to us of God's faithfulness, even in what can feel like the darkest moments. So thank you so much, both Creed, Sam, and Luke, for, for sharing with us this morning. Well, when I was ruminating on what to say this morning, I was processing some thoughts with my husband, Ben. And for those of you who don't know, Ben and I met in seminary, so we are both pastors. Yahoo for Mary and Annabelle, our kids. Um, And as I was sharing the initial thoughts of what I might want to say, he asked me, what do you want these students to take away with them? I wasn't sure at that point, and Ben always knows what he wants you to take away with them. So he offered a willingness to co-preach with me and that he would give a message of the importance of the pursuit of wisdom along with knowledge and the difference between the two. And there's no doubt that would have been a phenomenal message, and I'm sure he will give you the Reader's Digest in the lobby after church if you so desire. But one of the things is I didn't want to take away from the power of these students' message and then to leave just with a simple message for our graduates. As our seniors depart from this place, I want to encourage you in the value of church in your life. For me, this is a place where wisdom is discovered, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of church. There is wisdom to be learned in it all. My faith journey began in a church. I was 17 years old and invited to a youth event with the Southern Baptist Church in my hometown. Our theologies today are rather different from one another, but I am indebted to this church for the good work that they have done in my own life. It was then after accepting Christ that I went to the Methodist Church in my town, and I could go on for days about how this church challenged and shaped my spiritual identity. And the irony is that at the time, I would have thought the church was doing very little for me. As I grew in faith and understanding of God over the years, it was memories of those messages I heard and an understanding of that church that would come back to me and begin to make sense. It was the church that I was baptized in, the church that asked me to be in the Easter play. Granted, I went home and said to my mom, Mom, I'm the role of Mary, Jesus' mom. She looked at the script and she said, No, I'm sorry, dear. That's Mary Magdalene. I thought it was Jesus' mom's last name. Turns out to be an entirely different person with a little different of a past. (laughs) That was the church that I was confirmed in. And even though I cheated on the pop quiz the first day of class since I had no idea who the four Gospels were, they still confirmed me anyway. It was the church of maybe about 70 people who celebrated my graduation from high school one Sunday. People who didn't even know who I was gave me graduation cards, wishing me well and promising to pray for me. Strangers who treated me like family And I vividly remember the Sunday that they celebrated my graduation, for I was the only one. And they gave me this small wooden cross to honor the day. 
something that they felt like I could carry with me throughout my whole life. And I remember feeling irritated that they hadn't just given me cash. <laughs> I believe it was my mom who snuck that cross into my boxes as I packed for college. And it was my mom who unpacked it and said, where do you want to hang this? I took it from her hand and said, I'll do it later. You see, I was put in the party dorm at college. If any of you know me, my sole age is about 84. So that was not the scenario that I wanted. However, I didn't want to hang this cross on my wall and be known as the weirdo. But a few days after my parents left and I was alone in my room, I looked at the cross and decided that I would hang it. I had made the mistake of forgetting to shut my dorm, room, my dorm door and someone was walking by at the time and saw me hanging the cross. She popped her head in and with enthusiasm said, are you a Christian? And my response was, I think so. She then seemed overjoyed and explained to me that she was too, that her roommates and she were sophomores and had decided to live in this dorm specifically because they wanted to give students another option besides partying. So it was those three individuals who modeled for me what it looked like to grow and mature in my faith. I used to think all you needed to do was own a Bible. I didn't realize that it was pretty helpful to read it. These girls took me to church, they prayed for me, and they became a source of encouragement and a place where I had a lot of fun too. That small wooden cross became a symbol of a former church's prayers and desires for my life. They wanted me to have what Jesus promised, life and life in the full. They wanted me to find like-minded friends who would spur me on to love and good deeds. They wanted me to know that Jesus was present in the good days like graduation and in the hard days like losing a loved one and all the ordinary days in between. Since that church, I've had six other churches I've been a part of, and each have done good work in forming me and making me more in the likeness and image of Jesus, even the parts of church that are broken and in need of repair. The Holy Spirit was still at work. It's easy for the world today to throw stones at the church, to minimize her effectiveness and focus in on all her warts and flaws. And I do not dismiss for a moment that the church has been a source of pain for many people. But it has also been a place of life, of beauty, of transformation for so many people. There's a reason that the church has stood the test of time for the last 2,000 years. So we need you, young people. We need your perspective and your thirst for life, your willingness to do radical things. So graduates, wherever you go, I pray that you would find a church community where you can root yourself and be blessed and bless. Psalm 121 promises, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. 
The Lord is the shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. I have seen this word fulfilled in the life of the local church. Places where people look out for the widow, the single parent, the hurting, the lonely, and the broken. For I firmly believe that God fulfills many of God's promises in scripture through the work of the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we all be reminded the church is God's gift to us and treat it as such, a holy gift. A reminder of God's presence in our world desiring for us to pursue God's wisdom. A place to remind us of who we are and whose we are. A community that walks with us, celebrating our mountaintop experiences like graduation and reminds us, Christ is with you now and forevermore. Thanks be to God for the gift of the church. Amen. So at this time, I want to invite up our graduating seniors to come forward and stand before us up here so we can stay socially distanced from one another. What I'll have you young men do is first introduce yourselves, say what school you're graduating from and what your plans are for the future, okay? You can, yeah, take your mask down. So my name is Samuel Postma, as said previously, and I am uh, graduating from Legacy Homeschool Center, as well as Bellevue College as a running start student, and I will be going to Northwest University in the fall. All right. Uh, my name is Slater Dewey. I'm graduating from Mercer Island High School, and I'm going to TCU in the fall. Uh, my name is Carl Schmid. I graduated from the high school, and I'm going to be attending Gonzaga. It's my joy because all three of these young men were in my confirmation class, the first one that I taught. And I think they thought I was terribly strict. But you have survived, and you all look so grown up. It's so exciting. Well. For this reason, you may be wanting cash, <laughs> but I'm an old lady now and I know a little bit about wisdom. So for each of you, <laughs> I am so grateful for your presence in the life of this church that you each in your own way have shaped and molded us more in the likeness of Jesus. And may you know that people who you have never met before have held you in prayer and desired for God's goodness to be in your life. And we continue to pray that over you as you go from this place. So as we send these graduates today, I invite their families. Maybe you guys can separate a little bit like there's nobody ever sits in this front row except for Walter, who's going to heaven for sure. <laughs> but if your families want to come and stand and lay their hands on you, and then I would love to pray for you as you go. 
So come on up, families. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we give you thanks for the gift of these three young men. And we entrust them into the palm of your hands. We pray, O holy God, that you who began a good work in them will carry it through to completion, enabling them to use their talents to the fullest. Give them grace to make wise choices and to be faithful to their commitments, always confident in the support of those who love them. May they walk in your light and have courage to stand up for what they believe. May they pursue your wisdom, O holy God. Holy Spirit, we pray that your presence would go before them, preparing for them a community and friendships that will spur them on to love and good deeds. We pray for these three men, that they may find church communities that challenge them, support them, and ultimately mold them more in your likeness and image. We pray, O oh holy God, that you be with their parents and families as they offer their children to this world. We pray that you would give them that peace and assurance that surpasses all understanding that you have promised to go before their children, that you, Jesus, will companion with these young men as they go throughout their days, that the promises of Psalm 121 is true for them now and forevermore. We thank you for the gift of faith that has started in them and taken root. We pray that like a mighty oak, they would continue to grow strong in their faithfulness and in their courage to stand up for you, O holy God. As they walk in this world, we pray that you would always bring them friendships in times where they are in need of encouragement and of help. And may they be that for another. We pray your blessing on them this day and forevermore. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>